Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews, coming to you all the way from New Jersey. Yes, that New Jersey. I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me, he's in the midst of a hot dog eating competition, plus he is also piloting a giant fighting robot. It's my co-host, Dave Trumbor. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? Oh, Oh, good, bud. You all right? How to power that one? Yeah, the, oh. just the the noise the noises that you're making right now are hey, just kind of uh, like. Oh. Yeah, I know it's all about competition over here in Jersey. Ugh. Sorry, summertime, <laughs> feeling good, cramming hot dogs down my gullet. Ugh. It's my one joy in life. That and piloting this giant mech while I do uh, it. And you do both at the same time, you which have to I do will both say the same. it's in the rules. It seems like it is a feat in and of itself. Yeah, one or the other <laughs> would be a feat in and of itself. Yeah. In reality. Yeah. It's two feats for the same fighting robot. What have you wanted to do more in life? Participate in an eating competition or pilot a giant uh, like hot rod mech? Yeah, hot rod mech. That's first? Yeah. Weird. That's a weird answer. I don't I don't know that I necessarily want to be in an eating contest. Mm. I feel I like one of those is more <laughs> possible this year than the other. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. Year. I'm picking. Look, I've made this way more challenging than I needed to. I could have set the bar real low and said, eating competition. Guess what? Anytime you sit down to any meal or snack, it could always be an eating competition if you're brave enough. Fun fact, we here on the podcast are going to launch this year's first virtual at-home eating competition. You'll have to sign waivers. Sean's choking all chicken wing. Gonna have to sign waivers for it, but it's gonna happen. Stay tuned. Oh, I... I mean, I, yeah, let's get behind that. I'm endorsing it. Yeah. Let's do it. And you literally need to have someone behind you at all times in case I need to perform the Heimlich. Yeah, definitely. That's part of the rules. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I feel like we've already introduced a liability that our cartoon lawyers are going to be exploding about at this point in time. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we made this complicated for ourselves, but guess what? We're not the one who has to do all the cartoon law that's behind the scenes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Yeah, went to cartoon law school, just didn't get my JD. So, but I have all the training, so don't worry about it. We bring this up and we mention all of our cartoon lawyers because today we want to talk a little bit about the fact that we've gotten some listener suggestions. Yes, we have gotten some call in listener suggestions, and we had somebody who listens to the show reach out to us and make a recommendation. Who is that person? It's Jake. Jake messaged us and said that we need to watch Megas XLR. So let's actually hear from Jake in his own words. Yeah. So Jake, take it away. Hey, my name's Jake. Cartoon, one of y'all to watch is uh, Megas XLR. It was on like 2004-ish, and it's just a huge send-up of every giant robot cartoon ever. I don't know, hard to describe. It's like, it starts out with like big space opera, and then it just focuses on New Jersey. Um and yeah, I mean, it had like Bruce Campbell and, and Michael Dorn do voices and soundtrack was pretty awesome. But yeah, I think you guys should check it out. It seems kind of like right up your alley. But yeah, definitely check it out. Thanks. Thank you, Jake. I love it. Space opera to New Jersey. What's not to love about that? That's kind of, I'm assuming how the rest of the galaxy just kind of <laughs> focuses on Earth in general. They're like, we could have them participate in this larger space opera, but at the same time, we're just going to concentrate and focus solely on new jersey it's gonna be Makes really sense. sad when we find out one day that like earth has been the new jersey of the universe <laughs> and everybody just kind of ignores us until we get our ourselves What's together what? as somebody who was born in new jersey yeah, and i grew up has, stones throw across from it so yeah yeah and has family there Same. i don't think there's anything wrong with new jersey no. i think new jersey is a great place it gets a bad rap i should i should also mention that uh that wife and friend of the show melanie harker is born and lived in New Jersey for a very, very and long time. And is currently time, so. standing behind Sean in a threatening manner, which has nothing, yeah. no bearing whatsoever on the words he says next. It's just for the Heimlich, just in case anything happens. <laughs> she's following the rules yeah, of the just, virtual at-home eating competition. She is a rule follower, and she is also very concerned about my health and well-being. This week, gang, we're eating Scrapple, so prepare as much as you have available, and we're going <laughs> to kick this thing off in style. But uh, During this time, in this pandemic, Dave, I don't know if people are going to be able to readily find Scrapple. Scrapple's literally gonna... <laughs> the only thing that you have left laying around. Exactly. Thank you. I was going to say, or it could be the opposite, where you're just finding so way much too scrapple. much Scrapple. There's so yeah. much. And remind me, Dave, because we've talked about Scrapple on the podcast before. What are the key indicators and factors that you should look out for on Scrapple? Yeah, so the first is is sight, right, visually. It should be gray. 
Yep. Not making that up. Should be gray with little flecks of uh, black for the flavorings. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Don't get the yellow because that's uh, too much cornmeal in there. <laughs> Not making any of this up, by the way. I These know, are I legitimate know. things. This is, if anybody's ever just like, I wonder what it's like to grow up in Pennsylvania. Mm. This is a distillation of what it's like to grow up in PA. Now, what's funny, though, is tying this together in the most bizarre way possible. A friend of the show and brother of myself, uh, Andrew Trumbor actually participated oh, in... Oh, and attempted murder, Andrew. Attempted murder of Sean, specifically, just to get that across. Just Sean, so everybody else is fine, uh, <laughs> as far as I know. He participated in eating competitions uh, years back, and he actually did, did he? really well, not surprisingly, huh. until he hit Scrapple, because he did not eat Scrapple like I did growing up. So I huh. got very upset with him <laughs> for not winning the Scrapple <laughs> eating competition. I was like, what is wrong? That's like our. That's the only thing we do. It's the only thing this family does is eat Scrapple. How could you wow. not? He crushed like spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, I forget what else he had there. Like just bar food. But the scrapple took him down, man. Wow. Andrew, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. That's our just family know, shame. Yeah, just know you can always enter another scrapple eating contest at any point in time. Anytime you want. Anytime. <laughs> because anytime. what everyone's trying to get rid of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gosh. Well, as we pivot mm. from your brother yeah. and we focus on Mr. Jake, our friend Jake, he has recommended that, as we mentioned, Megas XLR. If you are wondering what Megas XLR actually means, don't worry. We'll we'll get to that in just like a couple minutes. But you might also be asking the question, I have a cartoon that I want to recommend yeah. because legally Dave and I, as according to our cartoon lawyers, have to then go in and actually do that as a part of the show. That's right. It's very, very easy. If you want to recommend a cartoon, go to the bio in any of our social media accounts Click the link tree, and then there's a button in there that says recommend a cartoon to us. There's a Google form. There's also a phone number. It's 202-681-4406. Don't worry about writing any of this down. It's always in the show notes, so you have that there. Why are you holding a pencil right now? Don't worry. We've already taken care of you. You can call us. Leave a message. I get an email that you left a message, and then we include it in the show in the exact same fashion that we did with Jake. It just ensures that you get the proper shout out. Plus, we want to know why you love these cartoons so much as well. So thank you. Sean, if you say Alexa, dial, and then say the number, do you think that would actually work for people? So they literally don't have to do anything? They just hold like their it phone? It probably off? would. You want yeah, to try I mean, it? I, I, I actually, I don't have an Alexa, so I have no idea. Somebody out there has to. Somebody probably has. If you have that or a Google Home, I'm pretty sure the Apple one doesn't work, or maybe there isn't an Apple one. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who knows about technology? Point. Don't care at this point. You can just <laughs> ask Siri to do it for you. Perfect. I say that, and then I immediately look at my phone as like, what, are you going to start something? You're going you're gonna to start going right now? start a it playlist. Didn't. Good. Don't worry. For tonight, we are going to be talking about mechanized earth guard attack system dash extra with the X, large robot Megas XLR. Now I get it. Or this evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Now I get it. <laughs> it's... It's a really it's long-winded a way to get to it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, it's a, it's a real, it, it's like adding one of those little grabber arms kind of style, like, get it? Like, it's that, it's that kind of like, yeah. yeah, that little bit of a fatty grunt kind of like, you know, regardless. It's true. To break down, though, a little bit about Megas XLR and the synopsis of the show, we're going to turn this over to our buddy, our favorite, Bobby Anthem. He's going to break down a little bit more about Megas XLR. So, Bobby, take it away. In the year 3037, Earth is fighting a losing war against the Glorfed, a hostile alien race led by Gorath. In a last desperate attempt to save the planet, the human resistance steals a prototype mecha robot from the Glorfed and modifies it into a powerful war machine, renaming it Megas for Mechanized Earth Guard Attack System. Their plan is to use a time-traveling device to send Megas and its assigned pilot, Kiva Andrew, two years into the past to the Battle of the Last Stand, which was the last major offensive fought by humanity against the Glorfed. Humanity lost that battle, but the members of the Resistance, particularly Kiva, believe that Megas can tip the scales and hand the Glorfed a decisive defeat. Thank you so much, Bobby. We appreciate this as always. And Dave, this goes to the big question that we always have. Yep. Where would Bobby go in this show? You know, I, I was hoping that there would be more than just uh, one hot rod mecha robot i was hoping that there would mm -hmm. be like a team of them now granted we only watched one episode uh so maybe there are uh in the yeah. two seasons that this had but i feel like he'd, he'd be a pretty cool driver slash pilot of uh of a secondary mech 
I feel like we our 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 first guy here was pretty cool. He had a you know New Jersey style. He's definitely got a personality of his own. I would like to yeah. see Bobby as like auto mechanic slash mech pilot and see what kind of style he brings to Ooh. his own bot. Ooh, I could see that. I like too. to see that as like a team up. Maybe they aren't friends at first. Maybe they duke it out in the streets of New Jersey, and then they end up you know they got a lot in common, and now all of a sudden they're bros, and then they have to fight you know aliens who invade. This thing writes itself. So yeah, just let Very just easy. let Bobby in a mech and let him duke it out. And if you were to ask me the same question, yeah. I'd be like, Dave, you said it more eloquently than I ever could did have imagined. So yeah, ditto. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah, that's it. That was easy. Yeah, simple. Nailed it. As Dave mentioned, we watched one episode yeah. of Mega Sex LR. So everything that we're going to discuss tonight is going to be about this one single episode, and we went according to the highest rated episode that's on IMDb, which has a 9.0 yeah. rating, which is awesome. Pretty solid Very across the board just for the season in general is in the eights. Yeah. So it's unusual for a show that we watch on this podcast, <laughs> which is refreshing sometimes. So that thank you, Jake. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's give Jake some credit. Yeah. Let's not give him all the credit yet. I mean, we, we are being to forced to do this legally, but we do appreciate yeah, that legally. you tried to pick a good cartoon. Yeah. Right. Yes. Thank you. We watched the episode Bad Guy, yeah. uh, which we will talk about in just a moment. But to give you a little bit of breakdown, if this is the first time you're ever listening to the show, we are going to talk about Megas XLR with respect to the good, the bad, and the LOL. Wait, isn't that a spaghetti western? <laughs> it would have been a really funny one, and I don't think Clint Eastwood would have had any of the patience that we have with some of this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, No, we are going to talk about the good, what actually worked for this cartoon, what we found to, to really resonate with us, things that we found to be really enjoyable. We're going to talk about the bad. Talk about the things that didn't hit so well, that we weren't 100% interested in. Uh, you know, some constructive criticism. And then finally, the LOL. What made us laugh, whether it was intentional or unintentionally? This is all kind of packaged and sandwiched in between the idea that we know that a lot of time, energy, money goes into actually making these cartoons. Granted, we're watching a cartoon that's been out for what? This has been like over 20 years? Uh, almost that 15 this, years, I think, at this point. Yeah, it's 2004, 15 years yeah. at this point. Uh, that this cartoon has been out, so... You know, I'm sure that those creators are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, great, great hindsight <laughs> after the fact, gang. Thanks for listening but, to the podcast, though, guys. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we really do. So let's get into Mega Sex Alara. Yeah. Dave, let's talk a little bit about the good. Sure. Anything that immediately jumps out at you well, that you were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a mech series, and we've done an entire right. – didn't we do an entire month uh, on yeah, mech series? We, yeah, we did an entire March Madness John's at one point. Favorite? Yeah, we did mech now, March Madness. Let me let me, let me me break that – let me pause for a Meaning couple Meaning that what? Cause... We watched eight series in the space of four weeks? Yeah, we did. Yeah. But you you and Tony Lazzaroni just <laughs> crapped all over Neon Genesis Evangelion. Wrong And I think a lot of and I think a lot of people hated on it and then watched it on Netflix when it came out yep. and they were like, Oh no, no, that really is actually a pretty good show. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean I, I admit that Sean was fully in the right on that one. I'd love to go back and like rescore that one and still weight the points in my favor, but uh give Sean a few more. Um if if you do though, <laughs> I'm gonna crap all over you that entire show. <laughs> you totally so should. That'd be get fair. Ready. That would be hundred yeah. percent fair. No, uh, Neon Genesis is a fantastic show. Uh, it was one of those things that, like, the the limitations of the way that we do the podcast and just because we have, like, lives outside of the, the podcast. <laughs> you guys no. can change that if you head on over to Patreon. Uh, but because we're only able to watch so many hours of cartoon in a given week, uh, without taking in all of, of Evangelion, it's not really possible to get, to get the angle yeah, on, on that hard. show. It's, it's tough, but definitely go watch that and check it out. But that being said, I do love a good mecha series. We watched some trash ones, and I think we're all in agreement <laughs> on some of the trash ones that we watched. But this one wasn't on our radar, really. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it didn't make the cut the last time. I do remember kind of coming across it in just like general life in the mid-2000s, but... It wasn't something that grabbed my attention. So I'm glad we got a chance to check it out now because it actually is a lot of fun. And one of the best things about it, I think, is the the design and the humor based around the mech itself. Right. And if you haven't watched the show, that might sound kind of odd. So the idea is that this show was kind of dreamed up by a, a pair of creators who loved anime and, and mech shows just like we do. But they wanted to make kind of a funny, spoofy, but also action-y cartoon that poked a lot of fun at the tropes and this does it quite well <laughs> so i always oh, yeah. i always appreciate a show that's uh, funny and action-packed but like knows its stuff and knows its history too so for me that was very apparent even from the theme song even as you mentioned just the design of this yeah. dave it sort of looks like a mashup between a guy fieri shirt 
Optimus Prime from a Michael Bay movie with all the different flames yeah. that everybody was like, oh, no, I don't like that design. <laughs> Uh, like a, a bowling t-shirt fashion yep. that became popular in like the early to, to mid 2000s. This thing might Plus, as well have like a big dog shirt on it at any given oh time. God. <laughs> like one of, what were the ones that was like, uh, like, uh, like big Johnson shirts that they had? I think so. That, that now were like we're getting close to like the Jersey beach. beach wear of like, uh, we're in Jersey shack. right now, know, Dave. So yeah, a hundred percent. What was that? Like Joe's so, crab shack or, or what was, uh, yeah, Joe's Some, Joe's Crab Shack is, like is a restaurant. Yeah. Is that yeah, but I don't think they had dirty shirts. I think What was the one just... that had dirty shirts? The real kitschy dirty shirt stuff. Yeah, it was a uh, Big Johnson. Mm, that was like a surf yeah. shop. I'll have to go back and look. Dick, no, I think, Dick's Crab I don't think Shack. Big... Oh, Dick's Crab Shack. Because I 100% have one of those shirts from one of my many trips to like <laughs> Maury's gotcha. Piers in Jersey. Like, okay. Yeah. In addition to the design, though, it, it just it seems like there's like a lot of mall rats. Uh, ideas yeah. that are kind of like implanted in this as well. And then, you know, sort of a like a captain and the game master for the controls with the head of uh, the car from Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely a weird mashup of stuff here. And I like the kind of like style and design. Like this whole thing starts out essentially as a custom hot rod that's in the process of being built. And then the the mega system uh, is a little convoluted. As Bobby mentioned, this, this mech was sort of packaged up and sent into the past by mistake. And then it ends up being part of this hot rod, uh, this custom hot rod. So it's funny to watch this thing kind of like trundle around the city and, and beat stuff up and, and just be awesome. But then also have like uh, a classic car chassis kind of like as its head. <laughs> so yeah. if you're into that, like if you're into the design, if you're down with this thing from the beginning, you're going to have an awesome ride as you watch this show. And for me, I was because I don't take it super seriously. Uh, I can appreciate like a more funny kind of like mech series. I like the super serious like Gundam stuff where I can look at the, you know, the blueprints and I can go right down to like every bolt and every frame and every piece of it. But I also like when they poke a little fun at it and just slap a, a hot rod together with a Mac and see what happens. Sure. I mean, just the idea of when you think about, you know, as, as uh, Mr. Jake had, had pointed out, just sort of the idea of a space opera, you look at Gundam, yeah. you look at Evangelion, all of these things are very operatic in nature and just their storytelling. And, and so to to lampoon something that takes itself so seriously is interesting and and to to get the tone and to get the the idea and have some jokes that actually like are are fun and enjoyable within a cartoon i'm like okay yeah this this does make sense yeah and it works like if you if you can nail the tone and the guys do here cuz they know their stuff uh, yeah. if you can nail that tone it's going to work for most people once we get into the lols i'll explain maybe why some of it works better than others but um <laughs> For this particular episode, I loved that they throw you in to – presumably you had been watching the show up until this episode, which we haven't. But they throw you into a spoof on the Gotcha Man universe uh, and also you know, a little bit of Ultron stuff thrown in, a little bit of Power Rangers stuff thrown in with this, this space-based superhero fighting team called the S-Force. Normally they don't really have anything to do with Megas XLR, but there are introduction here because they set up the conflict to come. But – I loved this this tropey team unit uh, that it was very familiar if you've watched any of those other like a bunch of kids get together and form up in a giant fighting mecha and then just like battle all across space. Like it's, it's very familiar what they're doing here. Yeah. I will say something else that was very familiar for me here that I was excited about a great theme song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was very, very excited about this to break down everything about a theme song and to hopefully finish working on my dissertation uh, to get my doctorate in theme song studies Someday at some to point go in time. right along with your cartoon JD. Yep, sometime. Look, I've been in I've been in cartoon school for a very long time, <laughs> Dave. All right, I don't need any shade from you. At time this point. loses all meaning there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, hammer space, I, but for time. Uh, yep, exactly. It's just I'm just pulling out random degrees out of just They're my all backpack. Worthless. Hammer space. Yeah, nothing means or has any worth anymore. So. <laughs> Um, this theme song, I love this. It's a hybrid. So you have some dedicated animation. Yep. You have some that's recycled and reused from actual episodes themselves. Holy cow. We have name cards, yeah. name cards for uh, little like title cards for the actual characters themselves. So if this is the first time, like it was for, I mean, I, I knew that this show existed right. and I probably had watched one or two episodes, but I don't remember all the characters. So to be able to see just a quick title card that says coop i was like great now i know that's all we need you know? guys it's real simple so so quick so and simple, that way guess so what easy. it also like it frees you up from having to force characters calling each other by their names which sometimes they do sometimes they don't 
yeah. in every script. Like, if you assume that every episode is going to be the first time that somebody's watching it, a great way to get around that script uh, hurdle, put it in the theme song. Yes. The song itself. Yeah. The the lyrics that they have in here, very fun. Uh, you know, it just, you love giant robots is, is like a part of the chant that they have at this point. Yeah. Guess what? I do. It's not it's even super a question. Catchy. They're just telling yeah. us that we do. I'm, I'm like, just, yeah, 100%. I love the fact that it's just like, we love giant robots. You love giant robots. Here come giant robots. I'm like, yeah, okay. Now I like, I'm ready for it. Like this is, this is a pretty quick, it's a pretty snappy theme song in terms of like time and like getting you excited for this. Part of it was because it felt like it had sort of some of that late 2000s kind of like punk music that was associated with it. A little bit of smash mouth in there. Little, little. like So uh, it's on the edge of being acceptable socially. Yeah. It's it's really weird because the the band that did this ragtime revolutionaries, yep. uh, like they definitely have a very punk vibe, and I I feel like at some point somebody came up to them and said, "Hey, would you guys like to do a fighting robot theme song?" And they said, "Yeah, why not? Like Who this wouldn't? this sounds like yeah, this sounds like a great idea." So you know they it felt a little bit rancid. Like the band rancid, not like gross rancid. <laughs> I was gonna say like for the kids <laughs> yeah. out there who need yeah. context. Not like not like op ivy, but like you know obviously like rancid as the band like time rancid. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, time bomb. And so uh, like Ruby Soho. Yeah, and so like exactly. you know it, it like it was very catchy in that sense. But then like there was like a little bit of where they toned some of the like punk notes down, and we're just like, but what if we upped the Smash Mouth in this? To make it a little bit a little more, poppy. yeah, a little poppier, just to kind of like make it accessible to kids. Regardless, if you've never heard Ragtime Revolutionaries, go and listen to them. The rest of their music and stuff like that is great. Nice. So I was really happy to kind of like get into like a fun, quick theme song. And here's the weirdest part about the entire thing. Okay. This theme song just gets to the very end. And Dave, do you remember what like the last thing? Like all the music, all the lyrics, everything is done. There's like that final title screen where you get like the robot. And you get everything. And do you remember what they do? It's not. It's not the title. No. It's just. It's just somebody just goes nice. Oh yes. I wanted to make <laughs> a note it. of that, and I left it off. So I was like, I remembered it being cool. I just didn't remember why. Yeah. It just. It was so. It was and that's, so. That's kind of like emblematic <laughs> of the rest of the show, though, because there are some weird things. Like something will happen. There's a beat of silence, and somebody's just like, yeah, or just like nice, cool. Like, there's something to it that it's just the timing is well done. And they actually take a breath, which we talked about in previous uh, cartoons over the years. Sometimes the pacing is just off because they don't know how to let a scene just, like, breathe or just exist for a second. And then also let the audience member take a breath, too. So for something like that in the theme song where the band, like, literally takes a breath and just goes, nice. That's fun. Yeah, it was good. You know, you talk a little bit about sort of the timing. And I know that you... Like you've noted like the actual director for the show oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. Because he's the founder of Titmouse Animation Studio right. too. Right. Yeah, and they've done a ton of stuff and they continue to do so. They actually recently had a series of uh short animation well, shorts, anywhere from, you know, a couple seconds long pretty much. Uh I think it was called Five Second or Five okay. Second Day, because this animation studio for like one week every year they kind of let their um, their creative people just kind of go nuts and they come up individually or in small teams. They come up with their own quirky, usually not safe for work, uh, usually un- it's all unrated, whatever they want for like a few seconds or a sequence of animated stuff. And then mm-hmm. they all kind of get together and just like have some drinks and just watch it. And it usually runs for like an hour and a half because there's so many of them. But wow. they recently aired that on Twitch uh, as a marathon. And it was an absolute blast. Like I, I, I can remember some of them, but it's so like it's just a just a mind blast because there's so many different things that aren't connected to each other at all. But you get to see all of their different quirky, bizarre animation quirks kind of on display. So that's the studio, which makes a lot of sense. They're kind of like they're very punky and progressive and forward thinking and a little kind of like boundary pushing and a little aggressive when it comes to some some animation stylings so if you like tit mouse and you like a lot of stuff they've done like the black dynamite cartoon uh big mouth right. you know i mean they're not afraid of uh they don't shy away from some edgy stuff so they're a lot of fun go check them out and yeah director chris Pranowski of this episode and other episodes uh was the founder of that studio back in i think 1999 so these guys handled mostly the main titles for this i don't know how the production deal all broke down because there's a lot of uh, overseas studios. Sunmin Image Pictures uh, handled a lot of the overseas production, which is a, usually a cost-saving and time-saving measure. But Titmouse here in the States, 
did at least the main title sequence, if not the uh, the keyframe stuff. So, yeah, pretty Got cool. Got it. Yeah. No, very cool. There's your animation history tidbit for the week. <laughs> and they're still they're still going, too. It's not like something they didn't just, like, dry up and go away. They're, they're still going strong. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I will say I enjoyed the characters for this show. Sure. I thought we had a lot of very fun, interesting characters. Uh, there was, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, in terms of the voice acting, I thought that that really lend itself well to the actual characters yeah. because I, I felt like there was some substance. I felt like there was some color to the actual characters in terms of what they were doing. It's very weird for me to say this because they are tertiary fringe character for this, but this, this S force, yeah. I, I think you're going to agree with me. These guys are great. They're fantastic because yeah. they get to play up, you know, they're, they're as far as I know, just like a one-time one-off appearance. So each of the voice actors gets to really like play up on the tropiness and they get to kind of turn that cartoonishness up quite a bit. Because they don't have to, like, be really super relatable. <laughs> like, they're not going to yeah. be there for a, a, a long period of time to carry out story. But, yeah, they were a lot of fun. And and you, you have to think, as we mentioned, like, if you were to manage to put Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yep. Gotcha Men, uh, Voltron. and Voltron all smashed into one, you'd be like, uh, I mean, I, I could see how you do that. This did it so successfully. Yeah, because they're all basically so, the so... same character. <laughs> yeah. These stupid Zorps, they I are so... I love the Zorps. They're, they're so fun. So what were the know? Zorps for people out there who were like, what are you talking about, Zorp? Oh, the uh, the Zorps were the, like, they were their robots right. that they had. So, so like the like Zords or the Lions yeah. or the vehicles. It's like, yeah, they're, they're Zorps. Yeah. And I think they were uh, like a rhino. These are all animals. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a gorilla. Mm-hmm. There was a like a bird. Yeah, like pterodactyl, um, uh, uh, a lion, something. Your typical stuff. Yeah. So your typical stuff, you mash them all together and they create and a, can- a giant and a fighting kangaroo. And kangaroo is the best. <laughs> so all of these things put together, just really super enjoyable. Just very silly. But what I loved about that more is they didn't just give you that like you would probably expect. Like, okay, here's these these color-coordinated superheroes. They have color-coordinated mechs. Those mechs are combiners and they can form in the giant robot. We got that and it was great. It was, it was perfectly done. What you don't expect is Megas, the one one custom hot rod mech to just completely wipe the floor with them with the entire team like immediately just wipes yeah. them out and the whole team is like oh god what do we do time for our ultimate weapon and even that doesn't work yeah so what i loved about it though was there's a misunderstanding here uh targon i think his name is who's kind of like the zordon of, of the s-force uh basically tells the team like hey there's a bad guy he's got a giant robot and he's messing up earth go help him out so there's a misunderstanding, and these two superhero teams of Coop and Jamie and uh, Kiva, I think her name is, yeah, who Kiva. are our heroes from Megas XLR, they get in a fight with this S-Force because of a misunderstanding. What eventually happens is S-Force gets wiped out, and Megas uses their parts of these, like, crumbled-up Zorps to form his own armor and, like, power up the suit even more to get, like, a more devastating weapon to use against another actual big bad who shows up partway through the show. And I thought that was brilliant. I love the yeah. idea of it. The concept is hilarious, but then the execution of him like actually just like crushing and manhandling or I guess mech handling all of the like pieces of that robot into shape to fit his armor while the pilots are slowly being like crushed and compressed inside is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, that was very very funny. I mean, I I I have that even as an LOL. That's my LOL too, but yeah. And just because there there are so many moments where you just sort of see like each one of the individual uh, like Zorp like driver just sort of get compressed and smushed down. And so then all of their, whenever you watch like a Voltron yep. and they have like the, the different like cut screens where it's like all five pilots. Like the Brady Bunch. Sort of, yeah. Right. And it's sort of like all like pie sliced yep. so that you see like that little tiny bit of them all radiating from like the bottom center of the screen. Right. In this instance, it's the same thing, but they're just like all crushed and compressed <laughs> inside of it. Into and the it's metal just so can. silly. It's, so it's just fun, so though. silly. It's very, very weird. It's also, it's also very weird and like it's just so odd to see them kind of reacting. And like you don't know for a split second what they're reacting to, right. but you just begin to see one of them kind of start to get like crushed a little bit, and then it just pans back, and it's just. It, I mean, come on. This looks weird and horny because it's Megas's hand mm. like shoving into the butt of a kangaroo to make it a glove. And you're just like, wait, what? And like, because you don't know as an audience member either. And so there was definitely an LOL. I kind of figured I out like, he was just gloving up, but um, 
<laughs> I, I, mean, their I, own, just, I guess I thought he was kind of like going to try to like attach them on and like weld oh, them. Oh, not like not like in some way, but not like, yeah, not like sm- yeah, not yeah. like smush and smash <laughs> himself inside. Like I mean, there was just part where I was like, that would never work. But you know, again, but that's logic. what I liked about it. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that they kind of took that idea because that you'd never seen that before, especially no. in super serious mecha. Like you, you've never seen essentially one get like just like cannibalized. <laughs> To power right. up another. Not like this, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Neon Genesis does some other stuff, but not this. Ooh, yeah, not, 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 this. not this. Not this. Not this. <laughs> not, this. not like this. Uh, yeah, you just have to ingest it. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Uh, get that N2 engine. Uh, anything else from you, Dave, regarding good? I think most of the rest of my kind of good-leaning comments will probably be in the LOLs, because it's a very funny show. I will say that the action is is pretty solid, though, too. There's a lot of really well-crafted and directed uh, action sequences, especially for a very familiar kind of, like, mech fighting situation on the scale of, like, you know, city buildings and stuff where that gets knocked over. There there were some fun sequences. Uh, But the rest, I think I'll say for the LOLs. How about you? No, I think think I'm good to move on, talk a little bit about some of the things that didn't resonate with us. Yeah. What's something that didn't quite work for you? Uh... I mentioned I really like the Coop character. Okay. You know, and we just kind of set the stage like, you know, he's he's in the midst as we did our introduction with Dave of, of in an eating contest. <laughs> uh, this show just really seems to want to just make a lot of jokes about Coop's weight. Yeah. I'm yeah. on the fence because I, I, I don't know. He's the main character and I like right. Coop being this kind of, he's a heavy dude. Like, you know, he's, He's the type of character that you would normally see on the team as the, quote, eater, you know, the one who's always seen eating something or like the heavy or the strong guy. He's basically like a trope that's usually on a team, but never the leader, like Hunk from Voltron or whatever you want. But this time he's actually the focus of the of the show, which I thought was pretty cool. And I liked his design. You've got some nods to the design that are a little I think you mentioned it already, the, the Guy Fieri. Oh yeah, Guy Fieri. Kinda... Guy, Fi- Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Fieri. Oh boy. Got a little, little, little Italian right little, on there. A little Italian flair yeah, on there. Fieri. Yeah. Anyway, put a little, put a little red pepper put flake a on there. On there. Right. Uh <laughs> Anyway, he kind of looks like he looks like him a little bit. Yeah. So this little, the rest of the characters have a kind of. They almost look like the Code Lyoko kids, or they look like if the Daria teens were like now superheroes. They're a little disaffected. They're a little different from everybody else around them. And I was okay with it, but it wasn't my favorite. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Not my favorite character designs. But I like that they're not your typical tropey leads for a show like this. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that it's not the stereotypical, yeah. you know, like uh, character, cast of characters that you would see. I think that that's very fun. I just There were just a lot of points where it it just seemed to kind of reinforce and and – uh, linger towards jokes that were made at Coop's expense just about how he's eating. Now, he handles it well, yeah. and he seems to be very understanding about it. But, I mean, I counted there was probably, like, five or six, like, at least. heavy like heavy or, like, big or, or like, fat or appetite-related jokes to the point where, like, you know, even the first one was like, okay, what do we, uh, you know. Well, the whole then, eating competition was pretty grotesque. Like, parts yeah. of it were funny. Some of it was just morbidly kind of grotesque. Right. I'm not and, sure and, if one and, of those characters actually survived. And like it's it's hard too because I mean having watched the full episode now like I understand why they put in the information about the eating contest. It does have a payoff at the end. Do I think it's a super successful payoff? Eh, questionable. It's just kind of like a it's like hey we're in Jersey so we have to have the like Coney Island hot dog eating contest. Right. With not but I mean, Kobayashi. No, with but the I mean Kobayashi like the knockoff, yeah. Yeah, with a Kobayashi knockoff. But I mean they they do they do talk a little bit about sort of when we get to the end about yeah. like the the matter antimatter riff that they have right. about like this is when coop is like oh i know i know all about like eating you know and and how this comes into play so there is sort of like a reason to have that as like a an initial start to the story sure. i get that but it, it it's you know it, there's just so much about it and i i'm not even trying to be like pc culture i mean like look i'm i'm a I'm a heavier kid and and like I make no qualms or, or butts about that. Like I like to eat, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. There are just some moments in here where I was like, I get that maybe this was like 
mid 2000s of the time and something that you know they wanted to kind of joke about and i get it it's not done in like a super offensive way no. it's just for me it was the pattern and the repetition of how often it happened that i was like all right like he's never he like even if this dude thins out like he's still going to like he's never going to escape these jokes on this show like it's just it's going to be I thought never you were gonna say he's never going to escape his genetics cuz he's not like a small person who put on a lot of weight he's just he's a big boy that's all yeah right it, it's you know it's one of those things where it's like Yes, it kind of defines your character because that's the way you quite literally drew them and then wrote them up. But it also sometimes feels like it's a, an easy out for jokes and stuff. So right. it's kind of like, well, if we get stuck here, don't have anything really interesting to say, we'll just do it like a fat joke or a food joke or something visual. I mean, they do that throughout this whole episode. I'm assuming they do that throughout the series. Otherwise, this one episode would stand out for <laughs> weird reasons. Yeah, right. There are multiple like like food binging moments uh, throughout this entire episode. Which honestly made me hungrier than they should have. I really wanted a bunch of hot dogs and then burgers at the end, but yeah, I don't know. It's it was it was I don't know. It was weird coming into it and not having watched the rest of the series up until this point to know if this is like a defining thing for Coop. Sure, you know? I think it's 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 hard too because you know this isn't the only thing that defines Coop. Right. Like he's a talented mechanic. Yeah. He you know he built he, a friggin' space mech. He's built, yeah, and he's piloting he's built, it. Right, and he maintains it. Like, there's a lot of other things that they could focus on, you know? Like, why is Jamie such a weirdo? Why is Jamie even in the show? Like, I don't know yeah. what he does, and I I'm don't want to, like... just, like, a friend. I like, guess. that's what He made me think of, like, Trent from Daria, because he just kind of, like, hangs around, yeah. but I don't really know why he's there, other than to make kind of snarky comments and then just be, like, really awkward around girls in a creepy way. Yeah. And so, obviously, I didn't really like Jamie too much in this introduction. He doesn't do much. He likes a strong woman. Uh, but uh, is pretty creepy when it comes to the Duchess. Who isn't though? Who isn't? When it comes to the he Duchess, I would be. be super creepy. Uh, yeah. And then that's a that's a flaw. That is a fault of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I also serve most of the time no purpose. So yeah, maybe Jamie hit a little too close to home. But now, just in this episode, like mm, he didn't offer anything, so I didn't really need him there. Maybe right. he does cool stuff on the rest of the series. I don't know. Let us know, Jake. Sure. Yeah. You know what else didn't need to be there? What? That Rocky Road joke. Uh, I don't know why that one bothered me so much. It was because it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you have, you have Coop say something about like, oh, I could go for some, I could go for some ice cream, maybe some Rocky Road. And he's, you know, he's, he's really hitting that home and S-Force is just like, do you want some Rocky Road? And then they actually pick up broken parts of road to throw it at, at Coop. Now we know this is a children's show and we're, we're not children anymore, but. Yeah. yeah, it was just an eye roller, and there weren't too many of them. But that was the one that kind of combined the like, okay, we get it with the food stuff, and then yeah. just kind of like the really bad one liner. But it was fine. It just didn't need to be there. <laughs> Could have done better than that. Um, anything else for you? Didn't like? Yeah. Well, I think it's safe for you and I to say that just sort of regarding science about how Ooh. black holes and matter antimatter holes work. Uh, well, so I'm torn yeah, I mean, on this. Yeah. Set up, okay. set up the final kind of moments. Well, let's talk about the big bad who shows up. His name's Ender, uh, yeah. and he's apparently either just like a giant or another giant mech. I don't really know what he was or supposed to be. He looks like, a, I... to me, a weird combination of Mr. Sinister and like a giant <laughs> version of Apocalypse. Yeah, Like, he's exactly. very fashionable, but also very, like, evil and kind of stilted at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would agree. Uh, we have Ender who shows up. Um, they he He's kind of... In the same way that Megas was able to slap around uh, all the the Zorps, right. like Ender begins to slap around Megas and and kind of take control after he's been after Megas has been able to smush acquire all of the other <laughs> Zorps onto Megas. After he jams his hand up a kangaroo. Yep. After he hand jams a kangaroo, mm. then uh, suddenly in this like dire moment, Omnicron thirteen yep. pops up on one of Coop's uh, computer screens. And he's like, oh, what's this? I guess I should press this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably should. Definitely press Machina. Yeah. yeah, definitely press the button. So he presses it. It's it's all of the the Zorps, like when they combine, it's like their their power beam. It's like their finishing weapon that they have. Ultimate move, yeah. It's their last yeah. ditch effort, yeah. And so in this moment, it shoots, it misses, and it opens up uh, what they call a matter slash antimatter rift that begins to eat everything that's around it. And they're just like, oh, this is great because it's going to like it's going to eat Ender. And it does, you know, and in that moment, they think, oh, crap, uh, 
how do we get rid of it? Because it, it's not like it's it's not discerning in its taste. Right. It it's doesn't just have a time eat, limit. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to eat everything forever. Yeah. And so you basically just Coop, launched a black hole into the sky over Earth. Right. Yeah. Coop brings up the idea and says, I know a little bit about eating and like competitive eating going back and calling back to the original kind of, you know, uh, food competition that the whole episode starts with. Bit of a stretch. It says like, yeah, it says, I know how to do this. Like you got to pace yourself, you know, otherwise you're going to fizzle out. And so in that moment, he creates a second antimatter matter rift and they cancel each other out. And so I didn't hate it because you know what? <laughs> like, I mean, one, I mean, I don't, I didn't hate it because there was just a moment where I was like, okay, this episode has gone on long enough. We got to wrap this up pretty, pretty quickly. Much, yeah. Like what Cartoon else can log- we do? Run yeah. out of budget. Cartoon logic applies. I'm totally fine with this. I do like not like the fact, or I'm not super keen on the idea that they're just like, well, we'll have two things that'll just eat each other. I'm just like, you guys are just making another fat joke. <laughs> like at everybody's <laughs> like a, like a spatial, like an astrophysical level. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they do this. It's fine. It cancels it out end of the episode but it's not because like i don't know what the what the science is of this show and how this how this kind of works it didn't bother me i just saw that you had a question uh about it so i was just i, right. I dug into it slightly more so if it's an and if it's a matter anti-matter rift that doesn't make any sense it's got to be one or the other because right. <laughs> it would otherwise just cancel itself out if it's an anti-matter rift and it's drawing matter into it at one point that would also probably just cancel it out i would imagine if like the energy uh balanced out in a way it would just kind of neutralize to me they look more like a black hole like the way it kind of worked uh, it was just kind of pulling everything into like a swirling mass looked like a black hole now you might think like if two black holes kind of like orbit each other and then collide maybe they'll cancel each other out instead you just form a much bigger black hole (laughs) so (laughs) they kind of just like glommed together and uh it's not quite the the sum of their additional energies or masses it's it's a little less than the sum of the total but yeah, you would just get a bigger one, so they would have caused an even bigger mess. Which I thought, because we were getting to that point, I thought this was going to end on a cliffhanger, honestly. Huh. When he sent that second one into the sky, I thought they were going to make a bigger problem for them. And I'm looking at the clock like, we got like 30 seconds left. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> I thought it was going to make a bigger one, and they would have to resolve it in the next episode, which I would have liked. But yeah. instead, one just, quote unquote, ate the other, and that was the end of the, pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, we had a couple final moments. We did. At the end of the episode. Which I also thought ended up, kind of unnecessary. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think they kind of ended up being a little bit of an LOL. Sure. But I wanted well, to see if you had that. any fun. Yeah, let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. In those final moments then, you know, uh, the whole S-Force team has actually learned some some valuable fun lessons <laughs> from Coop. One so could argue that they were... <laughs> yeah. That they were taking down a few pegs to, like, lowbrow status from these. but uh, 100%. Yeah. No, so they... Uh, you know, they're they're in the process of like playing video games. They're eating these space burgers, which is a comment that they made at the very beginning about one of the characters not eating too many space burgers right. and being able to fit into his suit. More Again, fat shaming. Fat shaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and then we have uh, the Duchess who comes in and like her her Zorp. It, that's like a like a big cat. Yeah. And it's sort of like dive bombs on a table and she gets out and she's like, look at me. And that's sort of the end of the episode. She had. Yeah. Just like bust through a wall. And she has, like, new flames or whatever, like, all she got a new paint job, basically, for it. So, like, every one of the S-Force characters takes a page from Coop's book. So they're either overeating, they're just goofing off and playing video games, or they're decorating everything in the Guy Fieri uh, style. (laughs) So to me, it's like, that's disappointing. But it's funny, because clearly they weren't great before this, because they were able to just whoop them so easily. Uh, Even though they, it made no sense, it was kind of a circular logic, because, like, S-Force had defeated Ender... But then Megas defeated S-Force, but then Ender temporarily defeated Megas. So it was kind of just like, who's really got the upper hand here? But right. now that they're under Coop's tutelage, I guess the S-Force will be stronger than ever before? Yeah, I don't know. maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, what other LOLs do we have going on? I got another one was, it wasn't really an LOL, but it was like, it made me have a visceral reaction, which was that uh, food eating competition. Yeah, that was Because it was gross. super gross, but it also made me want a hot dog, and I don't know why. <laughs> the grossest one was the giant dude who was just had his head to the sky and his mouth open, and they were basically just pouring, like, buckets of hot dogs straight down his throat. Oh. And I there's another guy who also is, is seen over the end credits just passed out with a hot dog in his mouth, which made it past the censors, which is interesting. But uh, I'm also concerned that he's 
unconscious at best, let's say. He's still there. He's, some say he's, he's still there to this very day, Dave. 15 years later on the Jersey Shore. Never, never left. If it was actually on the Jersey Shore, they probably would just let that guy alone. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was super gross. It reminded me of Stand By Me, you know, and the actual <laughs> Coney Island hot dog eating competition, which is also yeah. gross. So it was a lot of fun. I actually liked that Coop won. And I like that he got the title uh, Lord of the Large Pants. He got a crown and he got a cape and he put it with his collection of like many before. So I, I like that he was just like, he's like, look, man, I'm a big guy and I'm an eater. So might as well, might as well enjoy it and and uh, get some accolades for it. So I like that. Yeah. it's I don't know. Again, it just plays into like the, the fat, like the constant fat jokes that they have in here. It, but I mean. Eh. It was low hanging fruit. And so was the, the foley that is throughout this entire thing. There are farts. <laughs> there are stomach rumbles. There are random squeaks. There are just like claps and just like other just, just goofy things. And I don't know why, but I thought it was really funny. And a lot of this is sort of in that montage where they're like they're showing Megas destroying like part of a city. But he's really not destroying right. it. It's just the perception that the S-Force has. Of a lot of these things, it's almost like a, an America's like funniest home videos. Yes, like, there could have been a laugh track over like. that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty silly, but it's great to just sort of see those moments where they're just like, "Who would do that?" And it like cuts to a clumsy clumsy robot just like tripping and falling and like destroying a house with like some beam that it has. Like, there's so many silly things that are in here that it just uh, I enjoyed it. It could have been Even like a robot like, chicken sketch. Yeah, right. Oh, it definitely could have been a robot chicken yeah. sketch. Even. Even the moment where, like, at one point, Megas gets knocked down and Coop is in the cockpit yeah. of this hot rod and he's trying to hot wire the robot. Yep. Like, he literally has, like, just, he just reaches underneath, pulls wire, and just two wires just... Zzz, zzz, zzz. I'm like, wow, this this is a fragile machine See, that you have put into battle. Now, I like that because it goes back to, like, the, you know, the car uh, being the mechanic and being able to, like, think on right. his feet and do that stuff quickly. Also, having just... I have a 20-plus-year-old uh, Jeep that I'm still driving around, and yesterday the gauge cluster just decided to not work. So I'm currently in the process of trying to, like, troubleshoot that. So I was just like, <laughs> maybe I'll try this, and it'll turn into a giant mech. So I don't know. I appreciated it from, like, an amateur, really terrible mechanic standpoint of, of trying to get old, clunky stuff working any way you can. Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely laughed at it. It really That's made funny. me... Yeah, it made me... It, like, it was good. That, and even just the idea of... You know, they they're in this town and Dave, you you mentioned just with Ender like kind of knocking over buildings. Yep. At one point he like he pulls out a sword yeah. and turns it into like an axe and then just like lops buildings off like at their <laughs> midsection. Right. It just it made me laugh because it was so silly. You don't really see a ton of people in this town. No. But I'm like, why would you? Nobody can live in this area. Get out like, of New Jersey. Yeah, this this place is being destroyed <laughs> all the time, constantly. It wasn't it's, like Superman's odd from from Man of Steel. It was like <laughs> Nobody was here. Everything's fine. Everybody was yeah. at the beach, so you can destroy yeah. the city while everyone's at the beach. Right. I will say some of the stuff that maybe didn't land for people are, we've mentioned a bunch of them, but like the anime-specific jokes and tropes, it might just seem kind of goofy and kind of out of character or out of place or even out of context. If you're not familiar with things like Gotcha Man, Voltron, uh, even Power Rangers, like if, you, if you're somehow not familiar with at least the concept of those shows, then this episode probably right. makes less than zero sense. Normally, it would make about zero sense. This time, less than zero. So if you <laughs> like that stuff and you don't take your mech stuff too seriously, this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Any other LOLs from Some you, minor jokes. There was a, a couple visual gags. One was... Uh, I. So again, I track my LOLs by the times I actually laugh out loud. One of them was a file transfer between Megas... <laughs> And the S Force yeah. team, it that just shows me. up his his screen, and there's two folders. One says Megas, one says S Force, and he just drags a folder and just starts copying from one to the other. I thought that was pretty good. Another one was a real quick shot when like the lasers going and the axe and sword battle and everything's taking place and everything's being destroyed. I think you do see like two people, and they're standing outside the Museum <laughs> of Irreplaceable Art, which just gets completely decimated and destroyed. And that was a great just nod to exactly what you were just saying. How like. These battles always kind of like destroy cities, but usually there's no kind of uh, attention paid to them or even recognition that <laughs> these buildings existed or that people lived in them or worked in them or whatever. So it was a nice, a nice touch at the end. Yeah. One more thing to to bring it all home. Do you remember Please. the? Do you remember the final kind of sending off? I don't know if it was the uh, final final scene, but we we talked about it previously in the littles. Surprisingly enough. 
Oh, God, yeah, the stupid laugh end. The team laugh end. Oh, God. But it works in a show like this because it they're does, making yeah. fun of shows like The Littles. Right. <laughs> Specifically. Specifically, Man, The Littles. In season eight of The Littles, they go to space and make a giant robots that combine into a fighting little mega mech. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's we, it's weird because they build a mech that's just literally a regular sized human being. It's just it's almost the same size as like an average human being. It's like Kevin Hart sized. Oh Jesus! Why is such Kevin Hart hate today? There was a Conan joke and it stuck in my head. Oh, got it. All right, I think that was Makes the sense. first time I mentioned him too. So, uh, you've been crapping on Kevin Hart for many episodes. That's supposed Dave. to be off the record. Okay, well there you go. You had that whole review that you told me about about the movie Central Intelligence. <laughs> that's actually kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for the LOLs? I think I'm tapped out. I think I'm tapped out too. It was it was funny enough for the whole episode that I had a good amount of them and they definitely outweighed my bads, which is good. Yeah. Well, let's get into our recommendations. Yeah. If you are not familiar with how we are going to recommend or do our recommendation process, we'll break it down. We are going to recommend something and we'll tell you why we think it's a good use of your time. You should go out and you should watch it. Easy. Recommend. We could say we don't recommend something, and we can give you a justification about why we think you could spend your time doing something else. We'll probably even make some recommendations about things that you should go do. If we don't recommend something, we can go one step further, and we can give this cartoon the dip. It is the Who Framed Roger Rabbit style dip that they used in that with, and you can dunk that cartoon, erase it from the annals of cartoon history, we will only then negatively talk about that show ever uh, on the podcast, so you don't have to worry about it. That cartoon will scream in the process, but you just got to yes. tough it out. It's oof, so sad. Uh, we don't want to dip anything, but at the same time, you know. If we hey, got it, we got it. We got it, we got it. So here we are tonight for Mega XLR. We have Mr. Jake making these recommendations. Dave, how are you feeling? Look, we are legally obligated to watch these shows. <laughs> That doesn't mean we have to recommend it. That doesn't mean we can't dip it. Our lawyers right. have explicitly written into our contracts, yes, you have to watch and review these shows. That doesn't mean you can't wipe it out of existence, so you never have to go through this pain again. That's true. Luckily, for Megas XLR, I thought it was a blast. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting, unique take on you know decades' worth of, of uh, mecha anime and super sentai fight em up team-ups uh just it's just a lot of fun and i'd like to kind of watch more of this so yeah it's definitely a recommend how about you yeah i'm a recommend as well cool i really enjoyed this i thought it was very fun uh you know i love being able to kind of spoof multiple different things at once and there's there's that delicate balance between are we going to kind of overload this show and add too much and and kind of have it fall and like flat on its face it's robot car face (laughs) and not make any sense? Or is this something that's actually going to succeed at being able to blend a lot of different spoofs and genres all together into one show? And I think that Megas XLR actually really does a very successful job of being able to do this. I would like to actually watch more. Yeah, heck yeah. I'd like to watch it from the beginning and figure out what the crap is going on. Yeah, no, (laughs) same. I also want to know why Kiva doesn't really do anything except kind of respond and react. I meant to mention that alongside Jamie, but... I know she's a driving part of this series, so right. I, and no pun intended, but I'd like to go back ah. and, and see how she gets involved. Yeah, I I get the feeling like she's in a lot more of the other episodes. Yeah, I feel like this episode particularly, she just did not have a lot to do. I'm hoping the same for Jamie. Yeah, same. I hope that there's some contribution from Jamie in any do way, something, Jamie. I don't have high hopes though. <laughs> he does seem like the slacker, which is a weird contribution in and of itself. Right. No. Well, I mean, you know. You would, I feel like slackerdom would have been like more of a 90s thing, and for some reason it just lingered into the mid-2000s. Yeah, I think that probably has to do with the, the creators maybe pulling some of that stuff over. Because remember, a lot of these jokes will reach back 20, 30, maybe even 40 years at that point. So, yeah. yeah. We'll watch uh, some more. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Well, hey, Jake, guess what? We did it. We watched Megas XLR. Thank you so much for your recommendation. Jake, you are on a recommendation cooldown for the next six months. What? Not really. That's I made that up. No, at this point, it's like, hey, Jake, uh, message us with some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, tell us more stuff, Jake. Yeah, yeah. We watch some real stinkers sometimes, so help no us out. No more Canadian friend. stuff for a while. That We're on Oof. a six-month Canadian cooldown. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jake. We appreciate this. 
If you are listening and you want to make a recommendation, absolutely, please go on our social media. You can recommend a cartoon for us to watch or uh, via the Google form, or you can dial 202-681-4406 and you can leave us a voice message as you heard from Jake today for MegasXLR. And again, we are legally required by our cartoon lawyers to watch those episodes. We don't want to do it sometimes, but again, we're legally, we have to. This is this is the life that we lead now for this show. Otherwise, we, we go to, to cartoon it. jail. Yeah, I don't want that. It's not Dave doesn't a good want that. Place. Yeah, I don't want to pay cartoon bail. It's no. a lot of stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Too much. Well, you heard him on this episode. Our buddy Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at iexp underscore podcast. Bobby also has a solo show that's called In Search of My Lost Soul. It's actually on hiatus right now, but it will hopefully be coming back at some point. Uh, but you can check that out in the same stream as Inhuman Experience Podcast, and you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, just about anywhere else podcasts are found. Dave, what do you got going on? Oh, my God, it's crazy. Everything's different. Everything, so much has changed. Really? No, not at all. So you can still all find right. my nonsense over at Collider.com. Follow me on Twitter at DrClawMD. And if you got a ton of time on your hands, nothing left to do, and you're climbing up the walls, if you want to read, check out The Science of Breaking Bad from MIT Press, available wherever dim books is what are you up to bud <laughs> oh man uh <laughs> you know i usually say as always i perform live improv comedy i'm not right now you're not uh yeah we can't nope uh we technically can't we're just gearing I up perform... for the at home eating competition yeah exactly mm-hmm. i do typically perform live improv comedy in washington dc with a group that is called nox that's n-o-x exclamation point there are no tickets and times but you can still go on witdc.org you can support them uh you can donate there uh, if you so choose, there will be shows that come up at some point in the future. And they will have hot dogs. Yes. I do an improvised comedy podcast that is called The Bureau. If you like Earwolf's The Teacher's Lounge, it's in the same vein as Teacher's Lounge. It's just with four people who all happen to record a podcast at the FBI in the J. Edgar Hoover building. You can check that out anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Again, that is called The Bureau. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to be on a, another podcast from a friend of the show that we've talked to before, Aviv Rubenstein, who is on a new podcast that he has started with his partner. It is called, yeah, I've seen that. Which one are you doing? Which episode are you doing? Oh, I'm doing Citizen Kane. Oh my God. <laughs> if you've never, if you've uh, check it out. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, it is a podcast where Aviv uh, and his partner, uh, Leanne, ask you to describe a movie that you have actually never watched but is like very popular and prominent in today's culture. I've actually never seen Citizen Kane, so it's me describing what I think Citizen Kane is about. Don't worry, I linked to cartoons, Dave, because the only thing I know about Citizen Kane is from the Tiny Toon Adventures (laughs) spoof that they did of it in the early 90s. The hardest part about this, because Aviv reached out to me too, and I think we're going to try to do 12 Angry Men, which I've never seen. Oh, God. The funniest thing about it, and I have to listen to their first episode yet, is that the hardest thing is I can't go research this stuff now. Like, I can't look yeah. anything up because it has to just be what you know from the zeitgeist, what you think you know about this movie. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking just... forward to checking out yours, too, because that'll be something. Oh, and uh, and Melanie Harker is going to be on an episode as well. Uh, she is going to be talking about Silence of the Lambs. Oh, boy. So, yes. Yeah, this should be good. So it should be good. I'm should very good. excited to laugh if you wanna, at all yeah, of ourselves. If you want to hear us struggle through trying you to describe won't. movies that we've never seen and <laughs> spin a yarn at the same time, check out, yeah, I've seen that. It should be coming out soon. Man, I feel like uh, maybe an improv background would be good for this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think, I, you know what, Dave? I think you've got it. Oof. So I don't think you have anything to worry we about. We shall see. Uh, as always, though, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis, so you can reach out and send me a message over there. Want to support this show? Oh my God, you're such a nice human being. Thank you. Really appreciate that. You can head on over to our Patreon on Patreon. Search Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's Morning with a U. You can become a regular Patreon subscriber. We really appreciate your support. You can also tell a friend, don't review us on Apple iTunes. You know, don't do it. We don't know how it works, and we're never going to figure it out, and Apple's never going to tell us. But you could tell a friend. A friend is something that we understand. Tell a friend that likes cartoons. We used to have Tell them about... Yeah. <laughs> I used to see them in real life. You used to have them. I used to have them. Long gone. Uh, you could tell a friend about our show. We think that they'll enjoy it. Thank you. Want to slide into our DMs on Twitter? Yeah, you do. Just like a metal Saturday. hand and a kangaroo. 
Oh, God. You can find us at Morning Tunes. Remember, that's Morning with a U. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all of these links in our link tree. It's in the bio for all of our social media sites. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere that you find podcasts are sold. Thank you so much, Jake, for making us watch MegasXLR. Good job, Jake. This is fantastic. Yeah, good job, Jake. You did it. We're done. We're going to talk to you next week. We appreciate it. Stay safe, everybody. Nice. (laughs) I've been waiting for an hour to do that. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.